We interrupt our scheduled news to bring you this exclusive late bulletin. Fire is still raging. Firefighters are desperately attempting to stop the blaze. Fire officials estimate the damage could well climb into several millions of dollars. <laughs> now we're bringing you in exclusively our exclusive WGM correspondent on the scene, Ron McGuire. Come in, Ron, with that exclusive bulletin. We have a fire burning. You have people climbing on the building, shooting uh, what looks like fireworks and rockets at the building. The majority of officers who are at this location have probably left for their own safety. They're going to let this building burn. Well, on the lighter side, <laughs> a savings and loan bank was held up by a three-foot, two-inch dwarf. Please say that the closed-circuit cameras were unable to get a picture of the holder man because his hand did not reach the counter. <laughs> First time I heard that. And that's it for tonight. This is Ted Baxter saying good night and good news. It's truth in talk radio. You're listening to Britney Summers. That's right. Police brutality. It led us down the road to disaster. Don't take it too hard, Captain. Maybe you'll feel better when you see your name in the papers. <laughs> There's a holdup in the Bronx. Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short a child. Cruise ships do it idle wild. Car 54, where are you? We had NYPD vehicle plowing through protesters as tensions between cops and demonstrators erupted on Saturday. The anti-police brutality protests around the city began peacefully, but as you can see, they did not end that way. Cop cars damaged, some set on fire as thousands of protesters stopped through all five boroughs. In this video, check it out, you can see a cop hold down a mask of a protester and then spray him in the face with mace. WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a country where you can't complain about national leadership because we ain't got none. And yeah, we have leadership in this country if you're fortunate enough to live in New York, California, Michigan, and even Illinois in some regards. But we don't got none here. Not in Florida. Ain't that right, Goobner? Florida Coronavirus Update. Yeah, well, we don't know what those are because uh, by fiat of Governor D. Satan, uh, they're no longer labeling coronavirus deaths in this state as coronavirus COVID-19. They're now lo- labeling them as pneumonia. So if you see an increase in deaths by pneumonia, well then, that's coronavirus. That's how you have to do it here. And can I extrapolate the numbers still? No. No, I cannot. So uh, as far as we're concerned, our governor will tell you we're coronavirus free in Florida. Yeah, what coronavirus? We don't get that here. This is Florida. We're open for business, like our legs. Florida sucks. What's wrong DeSantis going to do when uh, Trump's gone? I mean, he invested his career, his family. Everything about his life is invested in a... TV quiz master, what's he going to do when, when Trump is gone? And he will be gone, one way or another. Then who is Ron going to hitch his star to? Because he obviously can't think for himself. What are you going to do, Ron? Who are you going to follow? All Ron's going to have left is the villages. Boy, there's a lot to unpack especially after uh, taking last week off. I mean, that wasn't very good timing on my part. But not to rehash. I mean, everybody's fully aware of what happened. And everything happened after last show. But I have to say, with all humility, that uh, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I admit it. And this is a situation where I'm really glad I was wrong. In my last show, I was commenting on how Americans today have one finger on their phone and their other finger up their butt. 
and can't be bothered with issues that affect their lives. Well, I was wrong. And again, you got to be fair about it. This is before any of this broke. This is before Memorial Day when I did that show. But in one regard, I'm very, very happy to see in, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, people rising up. It's a pleasant reminder that Americans still have fire in the belly. I found that reassuring. And uh, when you see that these people risking their lives, I'm talking about the peaceful protesters, which are pretty much the majority. I'm going to get to the uh, agitators in a moment, but by far it was uh, peaceful protesters who were being primarily abused by the police. If any trouble started in a peaceful protest, it was by the police. The agitators were, the outside agitators, or the... He's an agent provocateur. Yeah, that's Richard Ward Fatherly from, from back in the 1980s. I never thought I'd play that drop again. What's that drop? He's an agent provocateur. <laughs> yeah. The agent provocateurs. They, yeah, they were out there. They most certainly were. Especially the ones that uh, went after CNN. Those white guys with the uh, boogaloo boogie picker beards that uh, they have these weird, they're weird beards. They have this beard that goes around their face like it is a a tiny ugly penis poking up from the pubic hair. And the guy in front, the leader uh, of that bunch of vandals went to CNN and and smashed up a glass. But uh, I I should say uh, Sid and Marty Croft's indoor amusement park, which is what CNN was, for about six months. And then uh, I guess the crowd just followed where they were, but it was white guys breaking that glass. And naturally, the cops arrested any black people that were out there. <clears throat> but it was, if you if you look at the video, you can plainly see it was uh, white guys conducting that uh, destruction. So yeah, there they were, causing trouble, breaking glass and all this, and uh, setting things on fire. Although it hasn't yet been established, as of the recording of this show, who set the uh, police precinct on fire. Which, I have to say, the night that happened, my first reaction was, well, was anybody inside? And as it turns out, nobody was. It was evacuated. Nobody was hurt. They burned the precinct down. and And I rose to my feet and went, Oh! Goddamn right. It's about time. If you're going to have a riot, if you're going to have a protest, go against the people that caused it in the first place. I've always said that. It hasn't been spoken about. I mean, they talked about the 1968 uh, riots in D.C., but I've heard nothing about the 1967 Detroit riots, which lasted for five days. And it just destroyed miles and miles and miles of Detroit. And and they still, to this day, haven't recovered from that. Well, kind of, but not like the thriving city it once was. But I bring that up because they destroyed some of the most (laughs) infamous and famous nightclubs where every blues, R&B, rock, uh, they would practice their chops in these clubs like the Funk Brothers at Motown when they'd... uh, finish their day doing uh, sessions, <laughs> they'd go to these nightclubs, and it, it could be jazz, it could be R&B, it didn't matter. They didn't care. They want, See, back then, <laughs> you couldn't cheat with software. You had to keep practicing to stay good at it. So after that, they, they'd go and uh, party, but they'd play in jam sessions at these nightclubs, and there was a section, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I've, I've never been there, but I think it was 12th Street? Where, where all the uh, nightclubs were, where the nightlife was. It was kind of like a music center for, for all the musicians to go. And I'm sure it wasn't, it wasn't exactly safe. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had their own little mafias and all these. These are nightclubs, and a lot of them weren't legal. But the music, the music that must have been played there live. And then it's all gone. That's, a, that's something that's... You know something with corporate... After all these years, it would be gone anyway. They would have turned it into a mall. Actually, all that's left of it now is uh, sod. They just sodded the whole place. But what were the, what, five days of riots, and what was that about? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, police brutality. Cop on black brutality. I don't know if it was uh, 
if anybody died. If somebody did back then, it wasn't reported. And they didn't have iPhones to record it. So in Minneapolis, they just burned down a police precinct, an auto zone, and a Wells Fargo. <laughs> what are we going to do? We lost a Wells Fargo. However, will they survive? But next time you, there's a riot and you want to burn something down, do us all a big favor and aim, uh, aim your Molotov cocktails at a Wendy's, who just wrote a check for $400,000 to the Trump re-election campaign. Yeah. So if you see an empty, of course empty, Wendy's, burn that fucker down. And maybe a couple of Chick-fil-A's on the way. Okay. So uh, they went after the police station. Good. Uh, the Wells Fargo, whatever. Uh, for the most part, they marched peacefully in the streets. But I was so afraid. And then what happened was my, my biggest fear. They burned down some guy's restaurant. And then in Kentucky. Kentucky. Why would anybody live there? In Louisville. Well, they had a damn good reason to riot. They've got a lousy police force there. Oh, yeah, just ask Brianna Taylor. And, the, and, of course, it hasn't been sorted out yet, but it's been reported that cops fired upon a restaurant owner, uh, a barbecue place. That's how bad it was good. And they killed the owner of a barbecue restaurant. And obviously, he must have been African-American. I, I don't know who the guy was. They didn't even show him, but these riots got started with this bureaucratic uh, song and dance and soft Jew when this killer cop, Derek Chauvin, oh, I got more on him coming up. Initially, they were like, gee, I don't know. Yeah, he killed the guy, but he is an officer of the law. I don't know. And then Erica McDonald, their U.S. attorney, and the uh, Henny Pen, Henny Penny County attorney, Mike Freeman, they lit the fuse that day for the protesting to start when they said something like, I just don't see a case here. And uh, when they said that, that's when the, that's, it was around 3, 4 in the afternoon, and that's when everybody started marching. That lit the fuse on these protests. And then the riots started because then the agitators came in. The, He's an ojon provocateur. Yes, the ojon provocateurs. A lot of things I've noticed. Uh, one of them was how easily... I had no idea that the glass on on the front of buildings, skyscrapers, the you know you see the glass and steel office buildings and condominium buildings, it's glass and steel. I had no idea how fragile, how flimsy. I mean, it just takes a club or or a rock, and you can break that glass. I, all this time, I thought it was specially reinforced glass that was like bulletproof or shockproof or something proof it turns out it's just eh, glass so that ought to make you feel safe if you're in a glass and steel office tower oh <laughs> seriously i had no idea it was that easy to break that glass because the, the agitators that were breaking the glass they don't look all that strong or wiry and they were primarily white he's an agent provocateur yeah, they had them out there. Had the uh, in Minneapolis, it was part of the police force, which is, is very strange because none of the police force in Minneapolis, I found out, lives in Minneapolis. So there's a lot of outside influence from the right wing fringe groups, the, the what do they call them, the the boogie, the boogie chewing boogaloos or something, the the boogers that chew their boogies, the, the boogaloo boys, yeah, grown men who can't get a date. That's what that is. And if you've seen their teeth, uh, you'll, you'll know why. Uh, but yeah, it was primarily them uh, causing the damage and inciting the violence. But, but a lot of it was induced by uh, police brutality. And not, a, not in every case, but the ones where you see when it, like the cops in New York, they plowed the cruisers through a crowd of peaceful protesters. That, uh, you know, sometimes you got to draw the line here. And in their case, it's a thin blue line. And it doesn't help that we have a knuckle-dragger somehow scurrying around the White House and hiding in the bunker who didn't like the press he got when he was hiding in the bunker. Bunker bitch. Bunker boy. And uh, so we got to come up with something. We got to spin this fast. We got to do a stunt. A stunt. 
and they did a stunt, hurting people in the process. This whole idea was hatched by Hope Hicks. Yes, that Hope Hicks, who wears more makeup than Mary Kay can manufacture in one month. She came up with this brilliant idea where you can combine a photo op and still make it a promotional campaign video. Hope Hicks. I just can't stand that slut. Here we are. With over a week of rioting in the streets and protesting in the streets, here we are in the middle of a pandemic. No, it's still there. And what's this fat knuckle-dragon moron meandering around outside of the White House? I can walk outside. I'm tough. I'm tough. You're tough as a stale matzo ball. This fat moron walks to this boarded-up church, the St. John's Church, Depose with a Bible, you see? Look at what a religious guy I am. I'm a religious guy. And that, that was one stunt. And then another stunt. The other stunt was the uh, at the same time he was uh, doing his briefing, they're gassing peaceful protesters who weren't bothering anybody, including, as it turns out, some of the priests that were uh, handing out water and uh, candy bars uh, to the protesters or supporting the protesters at that St. John's Church. They gassed them, too, to clear them out for his, uh, as it will be pointed out historically, the biggest blunder he's made. He's made, he's made one every 10 minutes since he's been in that office. But this is the biggest one. This is the one that's going to take him out. Even the religious leaders are, 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 are turning against him on this one. The evangelicals, not all of them, but some of them have turned against him. This was a disaster for him, which is good news for us. But that bishop, the bishop of, of St. John's, who's everybody's buddy because her name is Marion Buddy, who's your buddy? <laughs> He was not happy. No, she was not happy with this at all. Nobody called. This was not prearranged. And uh, they gassed their own uh, staff to uh, make way for... Uh, and by the way, it was Bill Barr, which I, I found surprising that he can walk. I've never seen him walk. He was actually orchestrating the gassing of the people. And if you'll notice, that snarky little fat douchebag... He was uh, smiling, he had like a little snarky little smile, because he knew what was going on. When uh, Trump was holding the Bible, he, he gave the order to have everybody gassed. Yeah, that's Bill Barr, who can be thrown in jail. He is not the president. He can be arrested and thrown into jail like John Mitchell. Please do that. Why don't they do that? You can arrest, I'll say it a million times, an attorney general, you can just flat out arrest him and perp walk him right into a prison. But there he is. I gotta look tough because he's not tough, but he says tough all the time because he's a projectionist. He's not tough. He's a marshmallow. He is a fairy. You fairy. Trump is a fairy. And he was hiding in the bunker. I think he should stay in the bunker. Now, when he's in the bunker, give him a gun with one bullet. Because who else was in a bunker with a gun with one bullet? And by the way, that bunker was constructed in 1942 for FDR in case there was an overhead battle, but that obviously never happened. And then it was remodeled when Kennedy was in at the height of the Cold War with Russia. So the last people that were... And he's saying, Obama left a mess in there. Obama was never in the bunker. Maybe he looked in there just to see. I mean, there is a tunnel that goes to the uh, reserve. But no one's been in there since 1961. So what Trump had was, um, at best, a package of fizzies. And uh, he's watching the black and white TV. Maybe Pete and Tilly was on. Or the Joey Bishop show. On a 21-inch uh, months black and white TV. <laughs> and if he got bored with that, he could play some 45s on the stereo console. What a pussy. What? Boy, somebody grab him, because he is one. God almighty. 
And can you imagine? There's one bathroom in that bunker. Can you imagine what that thing smelt like? Our poor Secret Service agents. God. Oof. Ooh. So there he was with uh, with his uh, white staff, including Kaylee uh, Piccinini, who's married to a uh, picture for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Kaylee. I know it's Meccanini. <laughs> Kaylee Piccinini. Donald Trump is like, you know, he's like, you know, a god. Chaw. You bitch. You slut. You whore. Dumbass bitch. Kaylee, what are you going to do when he's gone, Kaylee? Go back to being a Stepford wife in Tampa? I just can't stand that slut. So there they were all standing there in front of a boarded up historical church in D.C. It was boarded up because it was damaged from the, the rioting of that weekend. What a, a complete break. That was, that was so stupid. He's standing in front of a, a boarded up church. And they used the Bible for a political prop, and they used the church as a political prop. And yeah, they did, because as it turns out, it wasn't just a photo op. They filmed it for a uh, political campaign ad to show, he's tough, he's tough, and no, he didn't hide in a bunker. Yes, he did hide in a bunker, because he's a coward and an orange marshmallow. He's like those uh, soft peanuts they have on Halloween. He is a sissy. He is a poofala. You fairy. So it was one stunt after another stunt, and the following day there was another stunt. He went, I don't know, he stood in front of uh, the Pope John statue for some reason. Okay. And the Catholic Church said, the Archbishop said, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you using the Catholic Church as a prop? I mean, yeah, you're catering to your base, but hey, after this, there's not much of your base left. Just a few of those inbreds that you see at the rallies and with the bad teeth. And people with an IQ of minus 50. That's the base he's catering to. And all the AM hate talk radio and Fox News watchers. So he's just disgracing us, the country, and everything else. He might as well just take his diaper off and empty it right inside the Oval Office. Because basically that's what he's done. Look how religious I am holding a, uh, what is this here? It looks like a, uh, oh yeah, I'm holding a a Bible in my uh, hand. Like every despot uh, dictator who's ever come before me. Yeah, look, I'm holding the Bible. I'm a very religious guy, you know. It says so right here in the Corinthian, uh, the Corinthians. That's what it is, yeah. Uh, uh, Right here, according to Montalbam uh, 360. (laughs) Here's Ricardo Montalban and the Chrysler New Yorker. This luxurious automobile has always delivered the performance you'd expect from a New Yorker. And now Chrysler introduces an onboard microprocessor which even speaks to you just like a New Yorker. Hey, moron, you want to put on your seatbelt or would you rather eat the steering wheel, eh? Ah, yes, this is truly a New Yorker. Hey, genius, you left your headlights on. Jeez, are you one dumb jerk, you know that? And for the most dangerous city in the world, a security system second to none. Okay, bagel brains, you want to lock the doors? Or should we just put up a sign in the window that says, rip me off? Yes, the Chrysler New Yorker. If you can find a better luxury car, buy it. Ah, buy this, dipstick. I got your luxury right here. And another thing, you stunk on fantasy. Real excellence in broadcasting. Britt Summers. Hi, this is Britt Summers, here to tell you about Feeding South Florida. It's Florida's leading domestic hunger relief organization, the largest and most efficient food bank serving Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals, including children and older adults over the past year. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive through food distributions. Feeding South Florida has partnered with Amazon.com to deliver meal boxes to homebound older adults in Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade counties. If you're able to, please donate today at FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And thank you for your support. That's FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Radio Wonderful! Boop job. Boop 
was alive back in 1489. He was a little guy who stood four foot five, kind of round and pasty with a couple of chins. And he was in charge of the Vatican, Pope John. Pope John, Pope John, Pope Pius John. You see, the popes and priests could get married back then and spread the money round to their offspring and kin. So the bankers at the Vatican made marriages in, and that posed a problem for his husband and him, Pope John. The scandalous secret he didn't confess was that he was a pregnant girl under that dress. Back then they all dressed in drag, that helped keep it hidden, cause if anyone found out he'd lose the gig, Pope John. One windy day his dress blew up in a gust And someone yelled, hey that guy has no nuts And like Marilyn Monroe his skirt billowed high And everyone knew it was the end of the line for Pope John Embarrassed and worried the bank would go broke The Vatican chimneys belched out holy smoke From history spin doctors had this erased Not long after they had discreetly replaced Pope John Pope John Pope John Pope Pius John They buried him or her out of public view In a tomb held together with scotch tape and glue These few words are written on his tomb We pray that everybody will forget about you Pope John Pope John Pope John Pope Pius John The FM radio dial you are listening to The Brit Summer Show on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9 with his daily violations of abusing his power, uh, there's talk of uh, impeaching him again. But <clears throat> sadly, it's only five months to November. There's not enough time for that. Plus, we have the uh, DNC convention coming up in August 17th, allegedly. They're not even sure. Uh, and, and now uh, the RNC has pulled out of uh, North Carolina. And uh, let's hope they pulled out in time. Squirt, squirt. So where are they going to go? Odds are Florida or Tennessee, where where the people are the most dumb. So uh, Orlando, uh, seemed, you know where they can go in Orlando to Betsy DeVos's stadium, the Amway Stadium in Orlando. Yeah, people haven't still connected those dots. She owns Amway products. So if you're upset with uh, bad breath Betsy, don't buy Amway products. Yeah, she looks like she has bad breath. Doesn't she? Ew. So welcome to 1968, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're back. Oh! With all the riots we had back then, and all the assassinations we had back then in the Vietnam War, with everything, or all the bad things, something we don't have uh, anymore was great music. Where, where? The train of freedom. Yeah, great music and great cars. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, there are a lot of similarities. And by the way, with all of the uh, references to civil unrest when Nixon was in office, and yeah, there was when he was in office, but not 1968, he was not president yet. He won based on the uh, failed strategy of the DNC once again. Say, let's have a riot outside. People are sure to vote for uh, Hubert, please disponge Humphrey. That didn't work out too good. Of course, you know, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated and he would have been the nominee. So that left him with Eugene McCarthy, who was weak at best for a presidential candidate. 
And then uh, they said, nah, McCarthy's not going to do it. Let's, at the very last minute, let's put Hubert on Please Just Punch Humphrey in there. And it was way too late, and everything went wrong. And they had the, the uh, riots in the front of the convention center in Chicago. No, that wasn't the Republican convention. That was the DNC convention. And uh, it helped usher in Richard Nixon. So, no, in 68, it was LBJ who was president. And by the way, yeah, he did invoke that uh, military presence in D.C., which is the only place uh, it's a fe- it's federal ground. So a president can uh, have military descend around the uh, White House in the D.C. area. And they did because, oh, guess what happened then? Uh-huh. Uh, cop on black killing. So we had those riots. We had primarily anti-Vietnam riots, but it was coupled with racial injustice, and of course, what really sparked it off was all the assassinations that year. But one thing remained constant in 1968, and that was really good music, and the most iconic up until 1973, the most kick-ass, the fastest, the best-looking, the most desirable to this day cars were built from the late 50s all the way up to 73. And uh, after that, it was... And, and to this day, it's still kind of... Unless you like SUVs. <laughs> what is it with everybody buying SUVs? Commercial-grade vehicles. I want a car. And the uh, auto manufacturers want to get rid of the cars, especially the rear-wheel drive ones, because... From the 60s, we still have the Mustang. From the 60s, we still have the Camaro. And then the Corvette. And and why? Because people want those cars. Not every... These days, not many can afford them. No. Including me. But that's why they're still around. Because they hit a high mark back then that's still with us today. Because those are great cars. They're desirable, they're sexy, and no, Bill Maher, you're not a douchebag if you drive one of those. You're a douchebag if you drive a Tesla like you do because no one else can afford one. And by the way, I can't watch him anymore. I got a question for Bill Maher. If you're going to have all right-wing pundits on your show and you're going to parrot right-wing talking points and, and you are going to be a whiny bitch about, I want my audience back. Where's my audience? Well, everybody go out and play because I, I want my audience back. Why don't you just take your show off HBO and put it where it belongs now on Fox, uh, the Fox News channel? You know, we lost Bill Maher. And I've watched his show since politically incorrect went on the air in '92, but I can't I can't watch it anymore. Might as well put Fox News on. Anyway, where was oh the uh, the, the cars now are like either SUVs or a jelly bean. I mean, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Challenger was 1970 when that came out, but still, as a result, uh, you had the uh, Road Runner, you had the GTO, had, uh, please, all these great cars that that are worth literally like the Barracuda. Literally worth millions of dollars today. Why? Why? Or as Trump would say, millions. Why are they worth that kind of money? Why are they that desirable? Because that's what people want. But corporate marketing will have it so that uh, the, the... No, 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 no. SUVs are what you want to drive because it's cheaper for us to build them. And that's why they want to axe the uh, Camaro and Mustang because they're rear-wheel drives and you're losing money on them because they can't stamp out pedestrian-looking SUVs one after the other. But that part of the 60s was so iconic, the, uh, the, the cars and the music, it's still with us, except for the music. The music's gone. Corporate sort of that. Now, now we don't have good, pro- well, we're not allowed to have protest music. Well, protest music goes to uh, rap. That's about it. You'll never hear rock songs. Rock and roll doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, I know there's live bands that do it, and I know there's a desire to have rock and roll, but where, where, where are you going to have? There's no forum for it anymore. That's why all you hear is dinosaur rock. From where? <laughs> the 60s and the 70s, early 70s. But yeah, with all the civil unrest back then, at least the music was good. Because what did they got? <laughs> I know. It's going to make me sound old. But pretty much, compared to the brilliant, masterful music that was coming out back then by pretty much everybody, with the exception of you know, those like Captain Beefheart, what you got now is this. 
Hung my balls. 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 Yeah, dystopian future with music to match. Uh speaking of music, when I first learned about George Floyd, when I first heard the name George at first I saw the video, but they didn't say who his name was. A few moments later they mentioned it was George Floyd. And because uh, I am who I am, I started thinking, wait a minute, George Floyd. It's not the same. Oh, no, no, that's right. It was Eddie Floyd. He's not to be confused with George Floyd. But the great Eddie Floyd. Floyd and other great tracks from Stax. Won't hear stuff like that no more. No. Well, since we're on a uh, music rampage uh, at the bottom of this show, I got a request of, of from all places, the Neil Rogers page on Facebook. And I've been telling you guys, I'm willing to play them if I got them. Uh, if you got any requests you want to hear, uh, with maybe the exception of the Mobits. Not that I don't want to play them, but nobody gets them. And, and every time I'd played them before, I've had to explain, I had to give a background story. I mean, all of the Neelys that are still out there, they know what was going on. There's a lot of inside humor, a lot of inside jokes. You know, the, the Greg Reed comedy stuff, the, the, the Joe Bell, ho, ho, ho. Nobody would understand it. Uh... But maybe, I don't know, some shows, I, and I have played some Mobits occasionally, but uh, the Mobits, uh, eh. But uh, any of the other stuff, I've got bits going back to the Zeta days. So again, anybody on the Neil Rogers tribute page, uh, you're more than welcome to request. As I have a request here that uh, just so happens to be quite timely. I joined the Nazi party. They used to call it the GOP. And I strongly agree with right-wing policies So they won't be coming for me So I went to the Nazi party Convention held in the Empire State For 9-11 thankless Saudis give their hands a shake And dance on the grave I'm reading Mein Kampf now The Bush Doctrine as well You see you Believe anyone if you can't think for yourself. La da da da. La da da da. La da 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 da. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh yeah. Uh yeah. The entertainment at the Nazi party was appropriately Christian and white. There was David Duke and Clear Channel approved Lee Greenwood and Toby Greenteeth Keith. I'm watching O'Reilly now and Ann Coulter as well. If you don't believe Bush is the only one, then you should die and go to hell. You've been listening to The Brit Summer Show, and thus concludes the first half, the first portion of the show regarding the uh, half-hour slot on the air, because uh, sometimes you're going to hear the half-hour show, and sometimes you're going to hear the entire hour, which was heavily edited with a meat cleaver. But it'll be on there somewhere, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> and I thank everybody on the ground, but stay with me, because there's a lot more to come on the Brit Summer Show. <laughs>
Uh, for the half hour listeners, I'll see you all again here next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Yours truly, Brit Summers at the Hey Derek Chauvin, this is for you. That what we're doing is wrong. And you other three pigs. But I don't care what they say. Cause my love is so strong. They tell us we should be ashamed. We're not husband and wife. But I cherish each moment with you. I'm so glad you're in my life. You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch You're not like other men I'm glad we share a prison cell When lights go out at ten I can't escape the way I feel Now that would be a crime As long as I am doing you, I don't mind doing time. Cause you're my prison bitch, my prison bitch, and I have no regrets. I got you for a candy bar and a pack of cigarettes. At first you were resistant, but now you are my friend. I knew that I would get you in the end. You were sent from up above Yeah Prison bitch Prison bitch And now you are my prisoner I'm your prison bitch Your prison bitch And you're a sex machine Uh I only have but one request How about some Vaseline? Shut up! I'm tired of this prison cell to get away They sentenced me to seven years Not seven times a day I'm your prison bitch Your prison bitch You nymphomaniac Come here I really hate these knockers That you've tattooed on my back I thought that I could break away But now I'm losing hope God, I'm tired of picking up the soap can hardly wait Prison bitch Prison bitch When I get out I'm ready to go straight You're my prison bitch My prison bitch I'll never say goodbye You're not like all the others Too bad they had to die On second thought I think I'll stay you want me to Your prison bitch Is never Leaving you At first you were my cellmate But now you're my soulmate So come here baby Come here Oh no not again Now I know why they call you a hard criminal Hang on You're about to find out why they call this The pokey Yeah, have fun in the tombs. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on SkyhawkRadio.com, FYINation.com, SoFlowRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, which I don't know how to monetize because I don't understand it, and uh, <laughs> Google Play This, and of course, the BritSummerShow.com, which takes you directly to the SoundCloud archives, where everything's on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud's great. You just upload. It's like I would use that even if I had high-speed internet, which I don't. 
and the ability to take calls and all that, I would never do a YouTube show. It would get flagged. I would get fined. And I I see that happening to my friends. I don't want that happening to me. You will never, unless somebody uh, tapes it or puts it on or hacks it or puts it on there, it won't be me because I will never put this show on YouTube. No! They're like copyright Nazis on that play. I mean, over the top. Stupid. But in a way, flattering because... Uh, a lot of times when my bits were played on there but on other shows they were flagged because they, they thought it was the real song but of course the archiving of all my shows which are free to you to download that's made available to you through the kindness and generosity of my listeners chiefly of course the underwriter of the Brit Summer Show the official sponsor Ernie There's another radio station in Madison, Wisconsin that's playing that for a promo. And I've been doing that for a, a long time now. So I know they listen. Hey, Michael Crute, how you doing? Good work, by the way. I really appreciate the effort they're putting forward. They keep our voices on the air best that they can. And without the support of uh, Democratic billionaires who have no understanding what the media is about. <sighs> they, they're bored with the uh, media. But if you want to get to the bottom of what's fueling, yeah, you got the internet too. But what's really fueling the violence in these peaceful protests, that's coming from AM Hate Talk Radio. Uh, yeah. We got to get, get those thugs in the street, get the thugs, like, like this guy here. We need to see some dead thugs littering the landscape in Atlanta. We need more dead thugs in this city. That's what you hear on AM radio, that the Democratic Party, any registered Democrat, they just don't understand that. But that's what they hear over and over and over again. And that's why we completely get pummeled on our ass. But on a brighter side, Keith Ellison. Oh, yeah, he came through on it. I mean, he was uh, doing a little soft shoe and a little tap dancing. And then, oh, I don't know. And he really came through. He uh, now uh, up the charges to second-degree murder and is charging the other three killer cops with murder. Oh! Thank you, Keith Ellison. Finally. Now, here's what I'd like to see. This may have an impact on the protest marches in all these cities, which, as I said earlier, it's just phenomenal to see people get off their ass and try to make change. At least show an effort, and they are, by the hundreds of thousands of people in cities across this country. But what I'd like to see now, okay, they're going to get justice, all four of these cops. That's great. The uh, worrisome news, as I can best put it, is that Eddie Floyd's family has a lawyered up with Benjamin Crump. Now, these families don't have money to lawyer up to have high-powered attorneys, and Crump takes them on, uh, I guess, pro Sonny Bono, but uh, the sad news is that he doesn't win convictions. Kind of like a Hamilton Burger. (laughs) I mean, he does try. I mean, he came to prominence uh, as an attorney for Trayvon Martin's family, and then uh, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, and the best he can do is wrongful death settlements. For these families, and that's nice, but as far as criminal uh, convictions, uh, not so much. He's not that great an attorney, but he's kind enough to offer his services to these families. And there's another attorney involved, an Italian guy, him I don't know yet. But as far as the protests are concerned now, okay, we all got what we wanted. Justice is being served, kind of. Of course, we don't know what the outcome of those trials are going to be. But for the meantime, what I would like to see is I would like to see a shift on focus from the racial injustice to focusing on this wannabe dictator. Go And, and, and part of the protests have been against Trump. Uh, not my, It's a mix. It's a mix what was going on. But I want to see the total. Fo- I don't want to see the protests end. I want to see them focus on Trump. Keep it going. Just keep moving on it. Just change the topic now. We got kind of what we wanted. We wanted charges for the other three cops. 
and we wanted to see third degree elevated to second degree murder. Okay, we got that. Great. Now, focus on Trump. Keep those protests going. Peacefully, of course. That's what I would like to see. Now, with that, it comes bad news because with all the protests, it's been reported that uh, 31,000 cases of COVID-19 have resulted from these protests in the street. Now, if you'll notice, most everybody was wearing a a mask. But what you got, (laughs) I mean, with all the shouting and yelling and screaming and all this, there's bound to be, as they call them, droplets in the air, just dropping from everywhere. And uh, in a lot of cases, to yell and scream and shout, you got to take the mask off. So it's uh, risky. It's uh, dangerous to protest these days. But I'm so proud of everybody who went into the street peacefully and protested despite a pandemic. That's a positive for this country. Pandemic be damned. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, three, four years ago when we had the anti-Trump protests back then. Those were primarily peaceful. Yeah, but millions, millions went to the streets. And then it just, uh, it stopped. And that's what I was whining about last week. But uh, evidently, good for you. And I'm noticing it's not just African-Americans. I was watching uh, L.A. In L.A., it was Asians. I have never in my life seen Asians protesting in the streets. Usually they're pretty quiet about this sort of thing. But no, no, they were out there. Good for you. Yay. Oh! It was a nice cross-section. And not to mention, I would say overall, the demo was young people. I'd say between 18 and 35. Which is great. Except that uh, if you're going to do that, why not vote? These are <laughs> these are the activists with fists in the air uh, protesting, but when it comes to voting, they just don't show up. And I don't I'll, I'll never understand that. So anybody listening to this show who knows of uh, or is a protester that was out there on the streets, ask your friends, ask your loved ones why they don't vote if they're under 35 <laughs> or under 25. You want to see change to come to this country? Vote. But uh, a nice cross-section of everybody in this country going into the street and protesting and trying to bring change. I mean, look, Ellison, uh, he was uh, meandering about, and I don't know, and this, and I don't know, about a boop, about a bee, and all the interviews, uh, maybe, I don't know. uh, Okay, well, he did it. Now all we need is justice for the other killer cops that are out there, like the the ones in uh, Kentucky who killed Breonna Taylor while in her sleep. We need justice for that. I mean, justice for a lot of them. But at least we got that far. That that's a, I don't know, a kind of a small victory, a little bit. So if you've been on the streets protesting peacefully, you can say you can proudly say. We've achieved a goal, a small part of it, but we got uh, a little bit of what we want. Four charges and second-degree murder. It's all right. He 
forthcoming fight Soon there'll be blood and many will die Mothers and fathers back home they will cry dies but one thing you gotta see that someone's gotta go over there and that someone isn't me so i wish you well sarge give him hell kill me a thousand or so and if you ever get a war without blood and gore i'll be the first to go Listening to the Brit Summer Show podcast or radio show or whatever it is, what have you. And thanks for tolerating my babble for an hour. I want to apologize in advance for missing any of the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the last week, prior to the Memorial Day weekend, George Floyd was still alive. So you don't know what's going to happen now. I don't know what this. I'm just going to have to do everything in uh, retrospect because I have no idea. What's going to happen between now and my next show? So I can't read the future. I know with him in office, we're still going to have bad things happen. Mr. Orange Orangutan Dictator. But I have no control over that. So if I miss something, forgive me. I'll I'll cover it next time. In fact, there's a lot of things I still didn't get to, like uh, the bicycle cops. (laughs) So I got to ask a, a bicycle cop, what do you do if you see somebody speeding? Uh, bicycle cops. Saw a lot of those in the protests. Oh, I'm gonna pedal after you. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a bicycle cop. Ew. Aren't those the cops that get uh, in trouble? And uh, I'm gonna bust you down to a bicycle cop if you do that again. It used to be uh, walking a beat. Now it's riding a bicycle. <laughs> if I ever was a cop, I would not want to be on a bicycle. No. I mean, protests aside, you're pretty vulnerable on a bicycle. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. That's the way I see the world from here. And until next week, yeah, I'm going to have another one next week. This is Britt Summer saying...
my crowd mech friend. 